The Blevins Franks Report with Rob Kay of Blevins Franks Wealth Management. Well, as always, Rob Kay is waiting in the wings to join me today. How are you, Rob? I'm very well, thank you, Howard. Yourself? Yes, I'm very well. We're we're halfway through the first month of the new year, so um, you know, time flies and all the rest of it. Um, but well, last in the swing, as they say. Well, exactly. Well, last week you referred to the French and UK governments both making noises about changing the taxes and rules. That generated lots of traffic to the question portal, so it would be helpful for the listeners to understand what's going on, as Marvin Gaye used to say. But first, what caught your eye this past week? Well, clearly the big news in France this week was the appointment by President Macron of Gabriel Attal as as France's youngest ever Prime Minister at just 34 years of age. His ascent to the second position of French power is the fastest since Macron himself stormed into the, into the Elysee Palace at 39 um, in 2017. Why has Macron appointed Attal? Well, Attal has been groomed for high political office forever. He attended one of France's most eminent private schools and he went on to study at the Paris Sciences Po University, which is the training ground for the political elite. But more importantly... He is a staunch Macron lieutenant, who on several occasions has said he owes everything to Emmanuel Macron. Attal is an exception uh, these days in Macron's unpopular administration. He polls as one of the country's most admired politicians. Only last month he came third in what's known as the beer test. 34% of those polled chose him as the politician they would most like to have a drink with. Ouad Philippe, Macron's first Prime Minister came top, followed amazingly by Marine Le Pen. Now, over the past few years, we've made frequent references to the fact that the UK has frozen tax rates to replenish the hole created by the financial support the government provided during the pandemic and the lockdowns. Well, this week, the results were out. Laid burn may be a better description. Income tax revenues have leapt by more than 70% since 2010, to £264 billion a year. Rishi Sunak was the UK Chancellor of the Exchequer when he announced in 2021 um, that the, he would freeze the, uh, the tax bans, which has moved more workers up the tax system during the period of record growth. Since Sunak's policy was enacted and then extended by Jeremy Hunt, income tax receipts have jumped by £49 billion. Since 2010, when the Tories ousted Labour to enter number 10 via a coalition with the Liberal Democrats, income tax receipts have jumped by £113 billion a year, or 76%. And all this has been done without actually lifting any headline tax rates. Now, tax increases are also the main reason why France's gas bills look set to rise twice this year when gas suppliers and distributors pass on their increased tax bills. How this will impact us is completely dependent on the kind of gas contract we have. The first rise came into force on the 1st of January, and it's due to an increase in a tax called the Tax Interior sur la Consommation de Gaz Naturel, which gas suppliers pay to the government. This tax has almost doubled, and households on fixed gas prices will bear the brunt of the increase. Now, staying with tax, this year's tax declaration dates have been published, and for those filing a paper return, those documents should be distributed in mid to late April, and the online declaration service will open for business on the 13th of April. 
If you intend to file a paper declaration, your deadline will be May 22nd. The last date for online tax declarations, if you live in departments 1 to 19, which obviously includes residents of the Alt-Maritime, will be May the 25th. For those living in the VAR, your deadline is the 8th of June. Tax fund tables should be sent out in late August and the payment deadline date will be mid-October. The tax debitation bills will be out early in November with payment dates due at the end of November. Finally, a significant drop in house prices was widely expected after a report by the French notaries showed should they dropped on average by around 10% for the period June 2022 to June 2023. However, Century 21, France's largest real estate agency, reported annual sales had actually dropped by 16%, but house prices per square metre had only decreased by 1.7%, which I suppose bodes well for anyone looking to sell their properties this year as interest rates start to come down. So, Rob, can you start by giving us a brief overview of the UK's inheritance laws and rules? <laughs> brief overview. That's, that's some sort of challenge, that, Howard. Um, and to answer succinctly, it's probably even more difficult. Um, inheritance tax is, is potentially the tax that uh, that is paid when someone dies. I say potentially because, obviously, not everyone has to pay the tax bill. Um, the assets uh, are then ta- that are taxed are those that are passed to someone else. Now, unlike France, where the, where the state dictates who gets what when you die, UK assets can be left to whoever you want in the UK. That's why the wills are, are much more important in, in the UK than they are in France. If you don't have a will when you die, that's known as dying intestate, and the UK courts will then have to decide how your estate will be divided and who gets what. Most British couples leave their assets to each other, and when the survivor finally passes, their assets then usually pass equally to their kids. If there are no kids or the kids are exchanged, the deceased can leave their assets to whoever they choose by nominating who they want to be their beneficiaries in a will. What about inheritance tax? Well, if you're a UK resident, when you die, your worldwide assets, what's known as your estate, is liable to UK inheritance tax. If you're a resident of an, of another country or in another country, uh, in this instance, let's say France or Monaco, your UK estate, which means UK-situated assets, that's property, investments, and potentially pensions, will be, put, will be liable to UK inheritance tax. I've made several references to, to the expression estate this morning, and that is a really important point, because potentially the first beneficiary of every UK resident and anyone with UK assets is the UK taxman. Your estate must pay the tax due to the UK taxman before anyone else can receive what you want them to to inherit. If the value of your estate does not exceed £325,000, there will be no UK tax liability. But as soon as it exceeds that figure, which is known as a nil rate band, inheritance tax is payable, and it doesn't gradually increase depending on how much is received, as is the case in France, it slams in at a fixed rate of 40%. And remember, it's your estate that pays the tax bill before your beneficiaries receive a single penny. We frequently deal with situations where families must sell assets to pay the taxman before they see any of their inheritance themselves. 
During the introduction, we discussed how the tax freezes introduced by Rishi Sunak in 2021 are now generating an additional income for the UK taxman of £50 million a year. But if you're a UK resident or if you've left the UK but left assets behind, you really need to wake up to the fact that the UK's inheritance tax threshold has not been increased. It's been frozen since way back in 2009. And the current intention is for the threshold to stay where it is until at very least 2028. So inheritance tax is now generating more death taxes or more death tax revenue for the UK government than it or any of its predecessors have ever done before. One issue that is frequently overlooked is the fact that although UK-defined contribution pensions are currently exempt from UK inheritance tax, if you die before your 75th birthday, the current life expectancy in the UK is 79 for us blokes and 83 for, for the ladies, which indicates to me the average British person will pay UK inheritance tax on their UK pensions when they die. There is approximately £3 trillion locked away in UK-defined contribution pensions. So over time, 40% um, of, of that will generate will, will be paid to the taxpayer, which is, which is a tidy sum. Now, if you're listening to this broadcast and you live in the UK, there is very little you can do about avoiding this tax, which your nearest and dearest will pay when you die. But if you have moved to France or to Monaco, this is an issue which is not going to go away, but you can do something about it. So I strongly urge you to do something now. And if that's sim that is simply understanding the tax implications, at least you're in a position of knowing what your options are. Why is UK inheritance tax hitting the headlines now? <laughs> um, His Majesty's Revenue and Customs recently reported 41,000 estates have paid inheritance tax in the 2022-2023 financial year compared to the previous year, which is already the highest number since inheritance tax was introduced on the 18th of March 1986 when it replaced capital transfer tax. The UK is now in the unenvious position of having the fourth highest inheritance tax rate in the world. The fact that 41,000 estates paid inheritance tax um, in 22-23 compared to 33,000 the year before, an increase of 24% in just one year, is sufficient reason for this issue, to, this issue to be hitting the headlines. Personally, I strongly believe this issue and the situation is being played down and not reporting as it should be. We should remember, in 1986, capital transfer tax was simply renamed inheritance tax, but the tax that is applied is still a tax that is paid when capital is transferred from one person to another, frequently from one generation to the next. Historically, very affluent people have very efficiently managed their estates, as those estates have passed from one generation to another. When I say efficiently managed, I mean paid very little tax. Now, since 1986, the biggest change has been who inheritance tax is hitting, and that is frequently what is described as the middle classes, those households that were considered to be comfortable but not wealthy. That 24% is directly hitting what is known as Middle England. These people are the ones who are now paying the inheritance tax or paying more inheritance tax as typically, historically, Tory voters have. Since Boris Johnson became the UK Prime Minister, the amount of people who now pay inheritance tax has nearly doubled. 
and inheritance tax receipts are now generating the UK taxman over £7 billion a year, which is way above the £6 billion collected only last year. Rishi Sunak said last week that he will go to the polls in the second half of this year. There was no surprise there because he has to call a general election before the 28th of January next year. But there is still 20% of this government's term left to run. So to give themselves any chance of being re-elected, they need to re-engage with the people that typically vote for them. Having given that group of people such a hard kicking, the Tories need to incite a complete reversal of opinion, which will require something extremely radical to turn the ship around in such a short period of time. Once the measures the governments are allegedly considering is complete, they, they will overhaul the inheritance tax and the inheritance tax regime. As you would expect, Labour immediately announced that if IHT is abolished, they will immediately reintroduce it as soon as they are re-elected. Will a gamble such as this pay off? Well, only time will tell. But personally, as I've left the UK, I'm happy to be an observer, but I certainly don't want my affairs to be messed around with or are adversely affected by it, especially if I've left anything back in the UK. Well, picking up that pattern, why does the UK inheritance tax concern someone who's moved to France? Um, this, this is an issue, Howard, that we frequently encounter. People leave the UK and think they've walked away from the UK taxman. Now, that situation is helped if you move to France, because if you're a French tax resident... Due to the specific tax treaty France has with the UK, you are deemed to have adopted a new domicile of choice in France, so your worldwide assets are liable to French succession tax. However, UK-situated assets are also and primarily liable to UK inheritance tax. And as I said earlier, that also applies to your UK pensions, which are frequently overlooked until that person dies and the taxman arrives. He doesn't forget. UK inheritance tax is also a big issue for our Monaco resident listeners. The 3,500 Brits who live in Monaco may have moved away from UK capital gains tax and income tax, but they, or correctly their estates, are probably still liable to UK inheritance tax because they're probably still UK domicile. Domicile is a whole subject in itself. But very simply, if you are born with a UK domicile, you carry that domicile of origin with you to your grave even if that grave is not in the UK. Are the French succession rules and laws like the UK's inheritance tax and laws? Um, if you're a French resident, unlike the UK, French succession law dictates how your worldwide assets must be distributed when you die. For non-residents, the rules only apply to French real estate. There are major differences between UK succession law and the French succession laws, which we need to be aware of or they can very easily catch us out. In France, assets do not automatically pass in accordance with our will, unless our will matches French succession law, which for most British nationals, it really does. Children are what is known as protected heirs, and they can inherit up to 75% of their deceased parents' estate. In the absence of a will, a surviving spouse is only entitled to 25% of the ownership or 100% of the income, from the deceased's assets. There are ways to circumvent these French rules, but you must be really careful if you want to ensure you achieve the results you're looking for. A perfect example of this is since August 2015, 
a British national can opt for the law of their nationality to apply to their worldwide assets, rather than French rules being applied. Now, lots of Brits living in France thought that was a one-stop solution, and lots also thought that exempted them from French succession tax. It's very important to remember, you may have elected to adopt the succession laws of your mother country, but as a French tax resident, you can't avoid French succession tax, which will still be payable when you die. This stranger is unusually adopted to, to circumvent French succession law, which means legally, or quite legitimately, not following the French succession rules, which in invari invariably means increased succession taxes will probably be paid, which could be, um, could be completely unpalatable in certain circumstances if your assets end up in the hands of the people you, you don't want to rather than those you do. However, a recent change in French law allows a disinherited child the right to challenge their parents' will in the French courts if their parents use the European Certificate of Succession to adopt their testimony wishes using an English will, which means your best-laid plans can be retrospectively scuppered. Is French succession tax also very different? Um, I would say the only similarity how it is, it's a tax that is paid when somebody dies. From that point, everything is totally different. The most important difference is succession taxes paid by the recipient, not the deceased, or his or her estate. The most tax-efficient way for an estate uh, to be dissolved is by following the, the bloodline and using all the available allowances. Children can receive €100,000 from, from each of their parents. Beyond that threshold, succession tax is paid at gradually increasing tax rates, which start at 5% and increase to a maximum rate of 45%. A question a listener asked me early, earlier this week was, where is it best to die? Will my, care, will my kids pay less tax if I'm resident in the UK or in France? Now, there's no simple answer to that question because it depends on a bunch of variables which depend on your situation. But in a very simple situation where there is no planning and matters are simply left to take their natural course, the answer was, in this case, France. This lady had an estate worth around €2 million, Euros, which included her house, a small property in England, and also a pension fund, and also some, uh, some various investments. She's a widow, and she also has two children. Now, if she died, as when we spoke on Tuesday, and was a UK tax resident, the inheritance tax bill would have been around £470,000. But as a French tax resident, her kid's succession tax bill would be, or would have been, about €420,000. So in sterling terms, the tax liability would have been around £100,000 more if she was a UK resident compared to being a French tax resident. What did President Macron promise? <laughs> uh, the expression, beware what po politicians promise you when they are vying for your vote when they want to be elected, comes to mind here. During his election campaign, Macron said he would increase the €100,000 children's allowance, as I mentioned a, a few minutes ago, which is available every 15 years, to €150,000. A child would therefore be entitled to €300,000 from their parents before they were subject to succession tax. Macron said the inheritance tax regime needs to, do adapt, needs to adapt to the reality of today's society and allow people to bequeath gifts to indirect descendants, such as step families, without being penalised. 
French people would therefore be able to give up to €100,000 to brothers, sisters, nephew, nieces and stepchildren without paying any tax. Now, stepchildren can only receive at the moment €1,594,000 before they pay a whopping 60% tax. Brothers and sisters can receive €15,932 tax-free before they are taxed at a rate of 45%. For gifts in excess of, of, of €24,430. And nephews and nieces can receive just short of €8,000 tax-free, but then everything above that is taxed at 55%. Suffice to say, no changes have been implemented yet, and we're getting on for 12 months since Macron was re-elected, so he's yet to make good on his promises. Well, if there could be so many changes, is there any point in doing any planning? Um, yeah, I, I can understand why you're asking the question, Howard, but if you excuse the analogy... Um, I, what, I, what I would suggest is putting off your succession planning in the hope that a future government will reduce taxes is a little like turkeys hoping next Christmas will be cancelled. In my experience, if we wait for politicians to make good on their promises, we will be sorely disappointed. In my experience, succession or estate planning can only be deferred if you also know where the crystal ball shop is. If we know when we're going to die, that makes everything, or would make everything, quite straightforward. But none of us do. So you need to seek to stop, keep putting it off and do something about it. If you don't plan for this specific event, we shouldn't forget this is a one-off appointment none of us can afford. Your hard-earned assets could go to someone you don't want them to go to. And I'm primarily thinking here, the taxman, whether he's in the UK or in France. So if you've been putting off thinking about who gets what when you die and how much tax will be paid... Make reviewing your estate planning arrangements your New Year's resolution for 2024 and give Blevins Franks a call. Our central telephone number in France is 0493-001780. That's 0493-001780. Now, if our Monaco office is more convenient for you, you can also call our Monaco office on Monaco 97775574. That's 97775574. And if you'd like to know more about Blavins Franks or if it's easier to contact us via the website, the address there is very simply www.blevinsfranks.com. Well done, Rob. We'll talk again next Sunday. Thank you very much, Howard. Have a great week. The Blevins Franks Report. If you would like more information on any of the topics discussed in this program, contact your local Blevins Franks office on 0493001780 or riviera at blevinsfranks.com. Is your wealth management up to date for 2024? For peace of mind, talk to Blevins Franks. Cross-border tax and estate planning is increasingly challenging. UK pensions can be a minefield and they've just become more complex. Inflation may impact your long-term savings and it's more important than ever to have a strategic investment portfolio. Blevins Franks can review your financial planning for 2024 and beyond and help you protect your wealth. Visit blevinsfranks.com to contact your local office.